Hello, viewers, and welcome to the second episode of this podcast called Retro Gaming. This episode, we will talk about all Nintendo home consoles, which, in case you don't know, home consoles is just a fancy name for a console that connects to the TV, which is different from handhelds, which don't connect to the TV, and you can just play on them in your hands. That's why it's called handheld. Anyway... Our first console will be the Nintendo Entertainment System, or NES. But Nintendo made a really risky move when they were releasing it, because the video game market just so happened to be experiencing the great video game crash of 1983, which was where there are so many consoles to choose from that people didn't know which one to pick and ended up buying none of them at all, which caused the video game market sales to drop 97%, which was really bad. But Nintendo had a clever idea. They didn't name the Nintendo Entertainment System a a video computer system like the Atari, but an entertainment system like it was a living room feature. They also added two controller ports, so so it felt more like a family thing. Controllers had arrow keys, two buttons, A and B, and select and start buttons. That clever thinking helped the market out of the crash by having the Nintendo Entertainment System sell 61.91 million units. That's a lot. And that single-handedly saved the entire video game market is the same reason people love video game consoles today. The NES's successor was called the Super Nintendo Entertainment System, or SNES. It also had two controller ports and four new buttons. It had two shoulder buttons on the edge of the controllers, left and right, and two buttons on the front, Y and X, which would set the controller standards of gaming forever. There were 49.10 million SNESs sold. After the SNES, Sony came into the game and made the PlayStation, which lots of people bought. So Nintendo knew they had to catch up. So Nintendo came out the Nintendo 64, which got its name for its 64-bit graphics and also had 4 megabytes of memory. This was the first Nintendo controller to have an analog stick, aka a joystick. This controller also came with arrow keys, C up, C down, C left, and C right. The 64 also came with the Rumble Pack, which, for example, in Star Fox, if you hit a ship, your controller would vibrate, just like it does now on Nintendo Switch. There were 32.93 million Nintendo 64s sold. Then Nintendo came out with its worst console yet, the Virtual Boy, which is basically a really, really bad Oculus Quest with very little games because it was so rushed. And you had to put the console on a table and lean into it, which it was very bad. And it only sold 770,000. Not even a million. Anyway, the PlayStation beat the sales of the Nintendo 64. So Nintendo thought to use the same disc cartridges and make their next console more powerful than Sony's next console. So they came out with the GameCube. The GameCube had 24 megabytes of memory, and Nintendo also made a Game Boy Player, which allows you to play Game Boy, Game Boy Color, and Game Boy Advance games. The GameCube came with another analog stick, two back buttons, which will later be known as SR and SL, but it only had one R button, which was really weird. But the sales of this console really flopped, coming to only 21.74 million, 
which was really bad because Microsoft came into the battle with its very first console, Xbox, and it still beat the GameCube by a good 3 million. Then Nintendo realized that they shouldn't compete with Sony or Microsoft, they should just do their own thing, and and they did their best. They made the Wii in 2006 with 24 megabytes of memory, and they made the controller really weird. They made it like a TV remote, and they also made a motion sensor to, t- to stick on top of your TV to capture your movements. And a separate joystick that you had to attach called the Nunchuck controller. Very weird. Um, but people loved it because of Wii Sports, which was basically a virtual game where you play all sorts of different sports from your very own living room, which best suited the casual players and not the hardcore gamers. This caused the Wii to sell 101.63 million units sold. They also made variations of it, such as Wii Family Edition and Wii Mini, which were also included in the total sale count. After the Wii, Nintendo wanted to try to appeal to both the hardcore and the casual gamers, so they came up with the Wii U gamepad. The specs of the Wii U were it had 8GB of memory and 2GB of RAM with 1080p quality. The controller buttons were the same, except with two front and except with two front L and R buttons. Not like the GameCube controller. The Wii U was meant to connect to both the TV and play it in your hand. So if one person wanted to use the TV, you could just take the console and play it on handheld version. But the Wii U came in two colors, slick black and casual white, one for hardcore and one for more casual players. But this actually appealed to none, which led the sales of the console to be 13.56 million which was really low, even for the GameCube. Then Nintendo came out with its best console, the Nintendo Switch. The Nintendo Switch had 32 gigabytes of memory and came with motion sensors built in on its new controllers. Yes, there are two of them, and they were called Joy-Cons, which didn't have you stick a motion sensor on top of your TV. The Switch also had great games like Pokemon Sword and Shield, Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, and Mario Odyssey which helped the console reach a total of 122.55 million sold so far. Nintendo also made a Nintendo Switch OLED, which had a bigger screen, white Joy-Cons instead of red and blue, 64 gigabytes of memory, and 1920 by 1080p video quality. That was all the consoles for this episode, and boy, there were a lot. Next episode, we'll talk about all the Nintendo handhelds. Bye!